the exclusive stories behind music that helped shape and change pop culture. With award-winning broadcaster and best-selling author Jesse Dillon and co-host, award-winning music and media producer Spencer Proffer, you are inside the music. Uh, Spencer. Beatles. I know you and I were really excited to get Eddie on the show inside the music and talk about the Beatles. Set it up for us. Well, the real setup is one of the greatest all-time songs that's permeated pop culture was the John Lennon song, All You Need Is Love. And Eddie was not the Beatles' full-time engineer. They worked at Abbey Road. They had their coterie of people that worked under George Martin. But Eddie was hitting it out of the park with Led Zeppelin. He was hitting it out of the park with the Stones, with Hendrix, with the Faces. Ichiku Park became one of the big, big records of the day. Traffic, Stevie Winwood and Spencer Davis and, you know, um, Jim Capaldi. I mean, what a great group that was. So Eddie will, I guess, tell us how he wound up slipping in to be the engineer for one of the greatest all-time recordings, which wasn't just set in a recording studio. It was a big evening. I don't know if the Queen was there, but certainly I know that Jagger was on the floor and a lot of other people. And it was really a tribute to a lot more than just a normal recording. And that turned out so well that they actually, McCartney had written uh, the, the flip side of what they used to do in their singles. One guy would write one side, the other guy would write the other. So John Lennon having All You Need Is Love, um, Paul McCartney had written um, Baby You Can Drive My Car. And well, now was that, or Baby You're a Rich Man? Well, he had written those two songs at the same time, and I guess the Beatles decided they were going to record Baby, You're a Rich Man at the same time. So Eddie got the actual privilege to be their engineer on both the um, All You Need Is Love session and Baby, You're a Rich Man, two of the coolest recordings that the Beatles had done. Well, most of their recordings were pretty cool. But the fact that Eddie got slotted in to do that, there's got to be a story there. So Eddie, why don't you tell us how that all came about? I was the young engineer working his way up the ladder at Olympic Studios in London in 67. And Olympic had a great reputation at this point. Now, tremendous rivalry because all of the major studios, meaning EMI, Abbey Road, Philips, Pi, Decca, all the major record labels had their own studios and they insisted forced their artists to record in their studios. Guess what was happening with the Beatles? Because they had so much studio time that they were taking hours and days and days and days and weeks and months in Abbey Road. And on this particular occasion, they could not get into Abbey Road, which is how we got the phone call. And then the studio manager called me up and said, hey, Eddie, she was a lovely lady, uh, we're going to record the Beatles. Oh, uh, you can just imagine my face sort of drained white. Oh, my God, the Beatles. That's rock royalty. Yeah, I've been working with the Stones and with Hendrix and Zeppelin and all these bands. But the Beatles, that was something else. Plus, we had a point to prove. We were the young independent recording studio, not tied to any record label. So the senior engineer and I, we were called to do the first session, which was Baby or Rich Man. And... That I'll have to reserve that story for another time because I really want to focus on All You Need Is Love. They came back a second time to Olympic and I was the senior engineer on that one. And I remember they walked into the control room. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, everybody's not. And they, everybody settled down right away. 
John Lennon walks over to the producer's desk, which is going to be his session, his song, sat down there, pulled out an acoustic guitar and says to the whole band who's sitting around, well, I guess we're going to have to do this song for TV then. And it goes like this. And he started strumming. All you need is love. Dun, 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 dun. So the band said, all right, we know this song. We know what you've got on this. So they all sort of filtered out into the studio. And I'm scratching my head thinking, damn, how am I going to record Lennon? He's sitting right next to me. and He doesn't want to go in the studio. So I figured out a way to take the talkback mic and patch that into the headphones so John could sit next to me and just play right there in the control room. George Martin walks out into the studio and starts to play the harpsichord. Um, Paul McCartney picks up a string bass, and off we go. And John says, all right, go, go into record. So we start recording. Now, if you can imagine, a reel of tape lasts a half an hour. And we hit record at the beginning of it, and we just kept going. There was no stopping, no time, hardly for take two or take three. We just kept rolling. We get to the end of the song, and he would go, two, three, four, all you need is, and the band just kicked right in again. We get to the end of the reel. We must have had about 20 takes. And uh, George Myers says, come on, lads, let's go in and have a listen. And they all troop back into the control room, and... John says, yeah, can you play two, the two back from the end there? And we wind back to two takes from the end of the tape. Okay, let's have a listen. We all listen. At the end of the take, everybody looks at each other and says, ah, that's it, that's lovely, thanks very much, see you later. And that was the end of that. The next thing I know is they'd taken that tape that I'd recorded and they go over to EMI and that's when they overdubbed the strings and the horns and that was actually played back once all the overdubs were done for the TV show. We've got to do this song for TV then. Wow. What a story. Yeah. Beatles. All You Need Is Love with Eddie Kramer, Spencer Proffer and Jesse Dillon inside the music and Coast to Coast. All you need is love 
Music. 